Okay, so it's the 7th of August, uh, day 712 of lockdown. These are more of my unfiltered, uncensored, unedited thoughts from my brain straight to you. Uh, hello, hi. Um, <laughs> I was up early today uh, on Fridays. I've been doing um, an improv class. Um, I'm about teaching for improv, but it starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. So I get up for that, do that, and then I go straight back to sleep because I'm knackered. Um, so yeah, uh, but as part of that course, uh, there's a thing where we've been given homework to like create to create an improv class uh, on a specific thing, and I've ended up doing this thing where it's like this idea of improv based on like prestige dramas of of you know mo- like peak TV, right? And I've been calling it even like the HBO of improv. Although I might change that to it's not improv, it's HBO. Uh, which is a reference to a uh, advertising campaign that I don't that we never got in this country. But I think it's hilarious. I love the idea that HBO uh, HBO's slogan is it's not TV, it's HBO. That makes me so happy. I don't know why because it's such a stupid tagline. <laughs> Uh, obviously, we got most of the HBO stuff on Channel Four uh, in this country, because rather than get HBO itself, and now it's scattered for places, but mainly on Now TV, because uh, it would be on, because or on Sky Atlantic or both. Sorry, just adjusting stuff. Uh, yeah, uh, as part of this, I was doing. Um, I was talking to a friend of mine who asked, like, because you know, you know the. Um, the HBO sort of static noise, the that, that, that was terrible. Uh, I'm not like Michael Winslow from Police Academy. I can't can't create those sound effects just uh, just out of nowhere. But he was he asked me what theme tune immediately follows that in my head, and I it was the answer was immediate. I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, oh, it's six feet under, and then I started thinking about six feet under, and man. That is a great show that doesn't get talked about enough. Um, so I'm going to talk about it, <laughs> essentially. I'll probably talk about some of the other HBO shows, some of which I have not seen. Uh, but yeah, Six Feet Under uh, is one of my favourite TV shows ever. Um, I've talked about like Buffy and Columbo as being like Buffy and Columbo. Not Buffy and Columbo as like... <laughs> can you imagine if that was the show? The show is Buffy and Columbo solving crimes. Columbo, <laughs> Columbo and his uh, rumpled uh, Mac going around and figuring out who the demon is, and then Buffy fighting them to death. That would be that would be incredible <laughs> if Columbo was one of the Scooby Gang. Uh, but sorry, I got sidetracked uh, earlier than usual. Um, yeah, so six feet under. What's six feet under about? <laughs> you may be asking. Because you might not know, because like I say, it's not talked about as much as some of the other shows. Like, you know what The Sopranos is about, you know? Like, I didn't watch all of The Sopranos. I watched some of The Sopranos. Uh, I need to go back and rewatch it all, because what I watched was really good. Uh, you know, James Gandolfini is Tony Soprano, who's a criminal, a, a sort of high-level criminal. Uh, he's still got a boss. And he's struggling at work, so he starts seeing a therapist. 
<laughs> and that's the premise of the show, right? <laughs> Tony Soprano uh, wants to get ahead, and the and the mafia has a therapist. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot more to it than that. There's a lot of family stuff that I don't quite remember or understand, which is good because that means if I rewatch it, I'll be surprised by it all. I know that Steve Buscemi shows up at some point, or or Buscemi. Somebody somebody told me it's actually pronounced Buscemi, and that blew my mind because I've been pronouncing it Buscemi my entire life. So I'll I'll start pronouncing it correctly. And Steve Buscemi apparently turns up, and I love him, which also reminds me of like what's. What was the criminal thing that Steve Buscemi was in? Um, I, I wanted to say Inland Empire, but that's completely wrong. That's a David Lynch. That's a a mad David Lynch film. Um, Boardwalk Empire. That's it. Was that on HBO? Don't know. I've not seen it. Anyway, I'm not talking about The Sopranos. Uh, which, by the way, also has a great theme tune. Like that's the main thing I remember about The Sopranos as the intro. Uh, which is incredible. Like, yeah, because The Sopranos was one of those shows that was on. Like, I watched NYPD Blue and Homicide Life in the Street with my parents. Probably when I was too young, but, you know, that didn't affect me any. <laughs> um, apart from maybe giving me a healthy respect for the police, which I no longer have. Um, but, yeah, for some reason, The Sopranos never, like, clicked with me. I, I, do, I do remember I, I did watch it, because it was on Channel 4, but... I don't, I don't, I didn't follow it as much as I followed other stuff, such as Six Feet Under, which was also on Channel 4, around about the same time. Let me actually talk about the thing I was trying to talk about, instead of distracting myself with tangents. So yeah, Six Feet Under, what's that about? Uh, it's about a family uh, funeral home, that's what it's about. Um, <laughs> that's what it's about. So basically, uh, Nathaniel Fisher... Run, uh, is played by Richard Jenkins runs a funeral home called Fisher and Sons notably he runs it with one of his sons David played by Michael C. Hall uh, he uh, he has wife uh, Ruth played by Francis Conroy I'm going with this this is all off the top of my head and I'm very pleased that I'm remembering who plays what like I, I, I genuinely was like is it Richard Jenkins? I was like, it is. It is Oscar-nominated actor Richard Jenkins, <laughs> uh, who plays Nathaniel Fisher Senior. Important. So he dies essentially in the first episode. I think one of the, like I think the first thing that happens is Nathaniel Richard Senior dies. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. So his eldest son, Nathaniel Richards Junior. Or, or Nate, as he's called, played by Peter Krauss, comes through for the funeral, uh, which is being conducted by David, uh, and also by the their sort of morgue assistant uh, Federico Diaz, played by Freddy Rodriguez. Uh, yes, this is Federico. That's his name. Yes, I love that. Sorry, just my brain. I love that my brain remembered his name. Uh, I mean, I've, I I did love the show. It'd be good if I uh, So Nate uh, comes back from. I can't even remember where he is from. Like those little details, I can't remember. Like he he moved away. He didn't want to be part of the family business, so he moved away. He's working elsewhere. On his way to the funeral, uh, he meets. Uh, Oh, is it her name Brenda? Oh, it's Rachel Griffith. 
and I think her name, his name that's weird I can't remember oh yeah because it's, Bre- it's Brenda because it's Billy and Brenda right Billy is played by Jeremy Sisto uh, Brenda Chenoweth I think it is Brenda uh, that's weird that that's the person I can't remember because she's a main character <laughs> uh, he meets her uh, at the airport and they have sex in an airport bathroom uh, Nate is struggling to reconcile has the death of his father and you know and, and they're both attractive people and they get on so that's why that happens then Nate comes home uh, his sister Claire who is still at high school played by Lauren Ambrose who's incredible uh, she's my favourite character on the whole show Claire Fisher uh, basically convinces him to stick around for a bit uh, because they still have that they still have a very sort of strong brotherly sisterly bond uh, and essentially Nate starts co-running a funeral home that he had no desire to be involved in in any way uh, because it's Fisher and Sons uh, there's also other stuff going on like David is secretly gay and in a long term relationship with Keith played by Oh, I think his name is Matthew St. James it could be Martin St. James uh, who is a security guard uh, Federico's wife Vanessa played by the fantastic Justine Machado from One Day at a Time <laughs> uh, is pushing him to try and to try and be more involved in the business and he's like he gets this whole thing where he's like he thought that he'd be made a partner in the funeral home after Nate's dead, Nate's death, because they, you need two people running it. And he's like, well, obviously he's next in line, so he kind of resents uh, Nate, Nate Jr.'s uh, coming, stepping in and just, like, he has no idea how to run a funeral home. <laughs> and then the whole, that's the setup of the show. Uh, a lot of stuff happens after that. Uh, Nate sees Brenda again uh, they like uh, I can't quite remember how uh, she has she has this really complicated story where her mum is a psychologist who wrote a book like a really famous book about uh, these two children and it turns out these two children are her her son and daughter so like a lot of people know a lot of really specific really personal details about uh, Brenda and Billy and Billy is I can't Billy I can't remember what his diagnosis is but he has uh, like uh, sort of emotional attachment issues uh, especially regarding his sister and that becomes an issue and Dermy's sister's so good in the show Every this is the thing right the reason why I love this show is that everyone is so good in it right all of the acting is incredible and the whole thing is based like because it's based on your home right so the death and endings and what we leave behind and what we do while we're on this planet right are all the big themes every episode famously starts with a death um some of them are like really sad some of them are really simple and then at least one is an incredibly elaborate sort of Rube Goldberg style uh, series of uh, events 
that leads to this person dying uh, it's kind of incredible um, and yeah it's just so good like I say Claire is one of my favourite characters and hey does she have a does she have a gay storyline in season 3 and 4 you better believe she does <laughs> you better believe she does uh, does she uh, d- <laughs> does she maybe have a, a crush on Mina Savari yeah yeah she does she does uh, wait, what about her boyfriend, who's played by Ben Foster? Yeah, I know, right? What? Also, um, the guy who, I can't remember his name right now, the guy who played Jesse in the first episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, before, uh, Xander and Willow's friend who gets killed, he's in it. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, Rain Wilson shows up, James Cromwell shows up, uh, as two very very great characters Patricia Clarkson shows up and wins an Emmy because she's incredible in it like it's it's such an acting tour de de force Uh, I don't know why I said force as as if it was a French word it's not Um, but no I highly highly recommend it I actually need to rewatch it because I remember, like, that was the show that when, when it was on, I made sure I was in the right place to see it. Although then season four was on E4, and we'd, like, uh, I missed, like, some of it, and then I saw some of it later, and so, uh, season four is also where things get a bit wobbly. <laughs> you know, as is classic for uh, TV shows. Uh, and then season eight gives us, season eight? God, season five, which is the last season, is really intense. Uh, there's some great stuff in it. Uh, although there's also the infamous Norm incident, which I cannot talk about without it being a massive spoiler. But don't if you want if you don't mind being spoiled on things, look up Norm. Uh, it's interesting. <laughs> cool. Uh, it's, oh, um, it's all written by um, uh, Alan Ball, who was coming off the back of like it's created and written by Alan Ball. I mean, he didn't write it all. There's a writing team, but he's the executive producer. He's the showrunner. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, coming off the back of American Beauty, uh, there's the Mina Savari connection. Um, and it's so weird because he did this show and then this finished, and then he went for, and then HBO were like, "Hey, Alan, that was a really cool, like, uh, sort of sardonic measurement, like, sort of um, measured look at." death and family and how these things are tied together what are you going to do for his next and he's like hey there's this there's this series of books about a psychic uh, about a psychic young woman who falls in love with a, a vampire and 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 in the deep south and they're like excellent we love it and then they made true blood for like eight seasons <laughs> true blood is a completely nonsensical television <laughs> program uh, again fantastically acted like Anna Paquin's brilliant uh, a lot of other people are brilliant. I'm just blanking on everyone's names oh my god I genuinely can't remember anyone who's in that name Stephen Moyer he's fine I actually think he's the weak link he is the vampire that she falls in love with um Vampire Bill. Um, yeah, I'm blanking on literally everyone's names. Like, uh, 
that's mad. <laughs> Funny that I remember the every actor in uh, Six Feet Under. <laughs> and now, <laughs> and I'm sitting here with Triple and like some of these are incredibly famous people. Like, nope, totally gone. Um, Evan Rachel Wood shows up at some at one point as the vampire queen of Louisiana. Um, <laughs> which is great. Because yeah, it goes all in in this nuts mythology, and there's also there's a lot of violence and a lot of sex, and it's very HBO. Uh, <laughs> you know that, and like Game of Thrones were sort of going, oh yeah, this is a premium cable channel. We can do whatever we want, uh, and having just so much sex and violence that it became it became uh, I don't know a bit numb. Talk about sex and violence <laughs> or not violence? Uh, the other show. That I think of when I think of HBO, because I've not watched because like because I've not watched The Wire, um, as I think of Sex and the City, which again was on a Channel Four, but I was a teenager, and my parents watched it, and my mum watched it. I don't think my dad really watched it. My dad didn't really watch much TV at this time. He would get home from work and fall asleep on, fall asleep in front of the TV, which is not the same as watching TV. <laughs> um, so my mum got to choose what was on. And uh, and sex that was on, and I I I saw I saw it occasionally, but again, I was a teenager, and it's a weird show to watch with your parents when you're a teenager. Because I don't know if you know what such the show's about, but basically they they live in a city in New York. It's basically the fifth character, uh, and they have a lot of sex and talk about it. Actually, although weirdly they don't have as much sex as you'd think for a show called Sex and the City. <laughs> One of them does. The rest of them are sort of pretty chill. Um, and hey, more power to them. Although it's also incredibly uh, white and incredibly, like, weirdly close-minded for a show about sex. Uh, like, it's got some weirdly lesbophobic and uh, specifically biphobic stuff. Like, there's a whole scene that's very famous where they talk about how bisexuals don't exist. Which is wild to see. Like, literally, you watch it and you go, what? Especially because one of the characters, uh, like, get has a, a, has a gay relationship throughout the show. And then she's like, no, I'm back to being straight. And it's like, oh, okay, that's fine if that's how you identify. But you got to admit that for a second there, you didn't identify as straight. And unless you suddenly identify as gay, then maybe bisexuality might be something you might want to look into. And hey, maybe it's not a label that that fits you, but maybe it's something you're interested in. I don't know. I find it's I find it's sort of it's for a show called Sex and City, its views on sex are weirdly conservative, which I don't know. I just find very odd. But I, I totally read, understand why it was so, like, groundbreaking. And, you know, just the fact that it was a fever-focused television uh, on HBO making so much money and becoming such a cultural phenomenon is huge. I get that. Uh, I'm aware of context as a thing. But, yeah, ooh, some of those clips you see pop up and you're just like, man, this show. You know, this show. <laughs> Other stuff that's on HBO, I love. I'm not going to talk about Curb Enthusiasm, but it's incredible. I'll talk about that another time because it, it deserves some proper praise. 
Last Week Tonight is on every week. Brilliant. Uh, although I've fallen behind since it's been a quarantine. Uh, like I said, I've, not, I've never seen The Wire. Uh, I've also never seen The Leftovers, which is meant to be incredible. Uh, the same guy who did that. Uh... The same guy who did that. It's quite a fa- quite a famous guy, right? It's Damon Lindelof, right? Um, also, the the Watchmen uh, miniseries that was on HBO, which has been nominated for all of the Emmys and deservedly so because it's incredible. I've already talked about that on one of these audio logs. Go go find that if you want to hear more about that. I'm definitely missing something. Oh, Veep! Veep is great. Uh, I don't really think about the comedies that have been on HBO, but there's been some incredible comedies on HBO. Uh, I still haven't watched Unsecure. I'm going to. This is just my off the top of my head. Some of these may actually not be HBO, <laughs> but I think they are. Because I think there's that classic. Again, I can't do it. I don't know why I just tried to do it again. I failed to do it earlier. Why would I suddenly have gained the ability to do it? Uh, yeah. It's so mad that I can't remember anyone's car- anyone's any of the actors in True Blood apart from Anipakwan and Stephen Moore. Like, even people who I really like. Like, I remember the, the character's name is Jessica Hamby. Uh, and she played Karen Page in Daredevil as well. And she's a dungeon master and runs stuff, and I cannot remember her name. Um, Tara is uh, who's Suki's better. I don't even say that her name. That Anna Paquin's character's name is Suki Stackhouse, which is great, <laughs> like real great. Her best friend Tara is play is uh, like she her best friend even becomes gay later on. I usually I I should know. I should one hundred percent remember the actor's name. It becomes gay, yes, I use that term specifically. Um, has a queer storyline later on. Lafayette, who's great, and the actor sadly passed away. I cannot remember the actor's name. This is really, really strange. I just can't remember actors' names. Sam, her friend who has his own secret, and who her, her boss, Robert, who has his own secret. cannot remember the actor's name. Jason, her brother, who gets in over his head when it comes to vampires. Can't remember his name. Er- Sheriff uh, er- Eric Northam, played by Alexander Skarsgård. See, I know him, I remember his name. Yes, good. Oh, wow, I thought I was going mad there. I thought I just, I just couldn't remember anyone's names. Um, Pam is played by Kristen Van Bauer. <laughs> Okay, see, I'm starting to remember some people's names. I won't do this, though. This isn't fun for anybody. It's not fun for me. And it wouldn't be fun for you listening. <laughs> but yeah, True Blood is good fun. It goes on for way too long. I think there is literally eight seasons, which is too many. Um, I lost track at one point. I think I have seen all of it eventually. But, oof, it's tough going at points. There's, a, there's some plot twists and some weird stuff that happens. Uh, that is just be, like just changes the whole show and is like okay I guess this is what we're doing now <laughs> fine um, and yeah it's just a bit too bloody and a bit too sexy and a bit too not that I've got any problem with violence or sex but it's just it's so weirdly explicit <clears throat> that it's it's literally like it's a self parody which I think the show knows 
I don't think it's ever trying to be a serious show, a serious and worthy show. Like, it's a schlocky, ridiculous show. Like, people, when vampires die in it, they literally erupt in a, a, a geezer of blood. Uh, <laughs> and, like, just cover whoever's nearby. It's utterly ridiculous. But worth a watch, if that's it, if that's your thing. Just be aware that it does slow down after a couple of seasons. Cool. Um, yeah, that's the end of this. So stay safe, stay well, stay comfortable, uh, stay practical. I'm just saying lots of things with the word stay before them. Stay educated, stay informed, stay, stay chill. Uh, unless you're, unless you're angry, in which case stay angry, you've got reason to be. I don't know, I don't, I don't know your life. Um, and you know. Watch Six Under. I usually just I usually try and make some sort of weird joke here, but just you know, watch Six Under. It's great. I hope it holds up. I'm sure it does. Uh, my name is Marjorie. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>